All right, we should be back. Good morning, everyone. Let us know how it is now. Let us know how it sounds. We are back online. We're live. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. We, we will, will rejoice, rejoice and be glad in it. it. Um, so we were having some technical difficulties. I'm waiting to see if we're back online. And as soon as you see us pop up, let us know what it sounds like. Okay. Um, let's see here. So, yay, you sound good. Here we go. All right, we sound good. We have to do a bunch of restarting. <laughs> Amen. Uh, I think uh, we're testing out this new mic, and sometimes the, if the software on the mic on the computer is not right, then it messes up the mic. I don't know. Whatever. Um <laughs> But we're here. We're back. We've been dealing with uh, some good things. And, and I hate to just kind of just jump right into it, but we've lost a lot of time here. But uh, we're dealing with priorities and uh, relationship priorities. And last night we talked about uh, relationship matters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in, in that uh, teaching, we talked about what really matters what really matters yeah you talked uh, about this last night talked about it last night yeah. and, and what really matters and we have a lot of uh things that in our heart this thing matters you know we talked about uh black lives matter you know right all lives matter you know we talk about blue lives matter oh and you know some of these subjects oh my gosh they people feel very passionate very passionate about these things and you say one word like this and it will trigger a response you mm -hmm. know no two ways about it mm -hmm. so then we are very conscious then of what should or shouldn't matter yeah that's right you know so then we have to take a deep look at what does god say matters yeah matters yeah and the word matters, it, it truly means in verb form, what's important. What is important? Uh, what do we regard? What do we focus on? And so the relationships are God's God's focus. You know, right. the very first thing that God put together in the Garden of Eden was relationship. Ooh, before on. he formed the institution of a church, before he, before he formed the institution of government mm -hmm. or a business or any other, any other, cultural influence right he put the family together first yeah. because he understood that the family was the bedrock of all others of all others so if the family is not right society won't be right that's right but we we don't look at relationships like it matters like we look at other things <laughs> like it matters so we'll yeah. fight for the right for a child to uh go you know come out of the womb healthy Right. But we won't fight to keep our spouse. We won't fight to keep our children. Yeah, we kind of sometimes, you know, we, we've gotten in the habit of singing songs like hit the road. Jack, yeah, yeah. And don't you come back no yeah. more. So the way we treat each other. Yeah, we're we're like, if you want to go, just go. And we won't fight. We won't fight. That's right. For a relationship that is of supreme importance to God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and you we can go back to our base scripture and see you know what did god think first of all what did what did jesus think mm -hmm. mattered uh it says genesis chapter 2 verse uh, 24 through 25 we're talking about uh marriages which is the foundation you know we must build our marriage on the foundation of god's word 
Uh, it says, therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh. Mm-hmm. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. So the main thing that God wanted in the beginning was two to become one flesh. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we think that what God really wants is for the woman to submit or what they what God really wants is for the man to take up his post and be a leader, you know, mm-hmm. or something like that. But what God really wanted, he didn't say that. I mean, you know, that this these other thing were things were of supreme importance mm-hmm. he thought becoming one flesh mm-hmm. was of supreme importance. importance yeah and then matthew 19 verses 5 through 6 this is the words of jesus where he reiterates the point of the father and he does it from a human yeah perspective yeah so what does jesus say he says for this cause this is what matters this is what matters uh, shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave to his wife and the two shall become one flesh so that they were are no more two, but one flesh. What therefore God hath joined together, let no man put asunder. Right. I remember a conversation you had one time with a person. You said that a divorce is worse than a death. It is. You know, because when you have a divorce it's the ripping away it's a ripping away of a of, of two souls right just like a death is to mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. you know but the difference is in a death you can come to a conclusion you can come to a resolution mm-hmm. in a death because you know the person has moved locations mm-hmm. they are no longer of this in this world but they are in another world mm-hmm. so you can come yeah. to a resolution easier with somebody who's not around reiterating their dysfunction. Mm, yeah. In so a good. divorce situation, not only have they ripped a part of your soul out. Yeah. Yeah. Make make no mistake. It's a ripping of the soul. Mm-hmm. And not only is your soul ripped, but then you can't come to a resolution. Mm. Because as you proceed in a divorce, the ripping continues to take place. Mm, That is in most cases. Most people have unresolved issues decades after their divorce. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, for certain years after, sometimes people get to a more happy place, a more, uh, you know, a better understanding and so forth. But most people are still having some level of conflict with their ex. Mm -hmm. And so, Mm. yeah, it's worse than a death. Uh, I want to, I want to see, say something that I see in this scripture in Matthew 19, five through six, when Jesus reiterated the point that the two should become one flesh, he also put something else in there because mm. then he had to deal with the issue of divorce. Mm. Now, the father in heaven did as well. Mm-hmm. But of course, there was no divorce in the garden. That's right. Come on. In the garden, there was no divorce. Mm-hmm. But by the time you get to the days of Jesus walking his earthly walk, divorce was prevalent. Mm-hmm. We think that it's just a modern day thing. Mm-mm. But no, back in those days, they were having an issue with divorce. Yeah. And what Jesus did to reiterate the point of oneness, he said, wherefore, what God has joined together, let no man, tear let no man put asunder. Mm-hmm. And so... Jesus is saying that you cannot undo a covenant that God God formed. formed. Yeah. And so, so so 
I wow. thought that was just such a yeah. good point to bring out in light of what you're talking about, about mm-hmm. divorce mm-hmm. and about how it's a ripping of the soul mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. Jesus said in his word that, guess what? Divorce hurts. Mm-hmm. You, you, um, you make a big deal. And marriage is important. And marriage is important. But we make a big deal in this society about making sure everybody is well-trained mm-hmm. when it comes to driving, you know. And I, I said this last night. This It was so good. Yeah, but people are well-trained when it comes to driving. People are well-trained, should be well-trained when it comes to guns and gun control. You know, but we're not well-trained when it comes to marriage. We're not well-trained when it comes to relationships. Yeah. You know, even in this series that we're talking about on uh, Relationship Matters, we're going to deal with your relationship between you and your children. Mm. You know, uh, uh, how are you getting along with your parents? We're going to talk about that. Yeah. You know, how are you getting along with God? You know, a lot of times we think that, well, uh, now that I'm saved, me and God are right. right. And that's true because you are born righteous. You've mm-hmm. been made righteous by the blood of Jesus. And there is nothing that you can do to take you out of the family as far yeah. as God, in God's eyes. Once yeah. God committed, he's all the way in. He's all in. He he has no safety net. Yeah, that's right. He, he has no predisposed. Oh, I was meaning to say that last night. Keep well, going. What? No, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> You said no safety net. I want to. I want to hit on that. Just keep going. Um, yeah, he had no safety net. Uh, he didn't have a contingency plan. Mm-hmm. But now, when he didn't have an exit strategy, he didn't have an exit strategy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hadn't signed a prenup. You know, wow, that's so good. <laughs> God was all in, mm-hmm. and He said, "Whatever it takes, I'm all in." Mm-hmm. And so, when man divorced himself from God. All God could think about is how can I get my man back? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How many of us? And he worked really hard. To he do worked that. hard. He went. He worked many years. Mm-hmm. And if we look at the Old Testament, New Testament, you know some of the things that took place in the Bible. We say, God, I don't understand your ways. But when we look at the big picture, we can't help but notice how hard God worked to yeah. get us back yeah. into His arms. Preach. And you know. I often talk about the names of God, and one of my favorite names for God is Jealous. He said, my name is Jealous because I'm a jealous God. And we think crazy boyfriend and girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) But when God said Jealous, he didn't mean crazy. Mm -hmm. What he meant was, I fight for the relationships that really matter. That's right. Come on. There you go. I fight for it. Yeah. I will not uphold anything so that rivals so yeah. my relationship with you. Mm-hmm. Anything that comes between me and you is subject to, to destruction. destruction. Yeah. That's what God thinks yeah. about yeah. Yeah. his relationship with you. He said, I'm a jealous God because yeah. I am hungry after you. Yeah. And now and, and we and we just take it for granted the yeah, relationship. We do. <laughs> that we have with God, you know, it's like, well, God knows my heart, and he does. but he doesn't like the fact that you are going off, excuse this word, whoring after other gods. And, and what we mean by that is what we call some of the things that we call good. Some right. of some of the good intentions that we have, you know, well, uh, I'm not trying to hurt anybody. God right. knows I love him, but I have to do this. Well, that's just like telling your wife, you know, I, I'm going to marry you. 
and I'm going to love you, but every now and then I may go sleep with somebody else. Yeah, that would not. That would not work. That would not fly yeah. in the young household. <laughs> I, I can promise It you. probably wouldn't fly in a lot of households that's <laughs> listening to us right now. But the points that, that we make in the real life, natural situations, we go, well, that's ridiculous. But we don't think of it as being ridiculous when it comes to the things of God. Mm-hmm. So tonight today tonight uh, uh today we're going to talk about uh what's good and i want to talk about good priorities part two because we only touched the i think just the, we kind of just barely scratched the surface. yeah we just only scratched the surface and uh the the title of this is the most important relationships in life must constantly be protected from good wants and desires in our lives which are watch this word out of priority mm. Mm. out of priority out of priority out of order because mm-hmm. a lot of them like i mean there's nothing wrong with a lot of the things we do it's nothing wrong with say for instance having a job nothing wrong with having hobbies having hobbies nothing mm-hmm. wrong with a lot of things mm-hmm. you know nothing wrong with your golf game nothing wrong with hanging out with the, with your friends you know, nothing wrong with, uh, you know, getting home late from time to time from whatever it is you do mm-hmm. or, or, you know, nothing wrong with, uh, you know, even hanging out with family and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Nothing wrong with those things. Right. But when those things take priority mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. more pressing and more needful things, mm-hmm. now there's a problem. You know, um, there's a there's a statement that. Uh, I think I mentioned it last night. It says betrayal always leaves clues. Mm. Meaning that what we have preceived in our mind, or I guess I can say conceived in our mind as a good thing. Um, you know, you know, I love you. Like I'm thinking about a relationship that that's no longer together right now, but in this relationship, the, the, the 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 young man and the young lady, they were talking marriage. They were talking about being together, you know, for the rest of their lives. But but this young lady saw some clues about how this young man was going to put everything else before her. Yeah, yeah, that was a recent situation. And we and we we have to recognize that there are God will always give you clues. He will mm-hmm. always. He will always show you how a person will, um, I guess, reason out doing what's right. Reason or out, not doing what's or right. not doing what's right. And 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 I have a good, I have a good reason. I have a good reason. Uh, you know, nobody will ever come before you. You know, uh, nobody. You know, I can never put anybody before. You know, my family. I can never put anybody before. Well, yeah, that's dangerous. Say those that are vows. Yeah, and people say those things sometimes in theory, but when yeah. life happens, they put a lot of things in front of them. Exactly. And so look at the clues. Don't uh, just don't just jump into a relationship with rose-colored lenses. Hmm. You know, uh, always have uh, someone there that that can be objective. Yeah, I love what you said last night about relationship equity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That there are some relationships that have equity built into it. Yeah, and yeah, so that yeah, yeah. you cannot ignore the equity mm-hmm. that you have built in. Mm-hmm. 
And now one thing that we are going to talk about is some relationships have equity. And so we take them for granted. Yeah. And so then we're going to start talking about how do you know whether or not a relationship is toxic? And what I love last night is she said, okay, we are going to talk about toxic relationships. But before we talk about that, we're going to deal with our own heart. Yeah, that's right. We're going to deal with our own heart Mm -hmm. and decide whether or not we are uh, in violation Mm -hmm. of priorities when it comes to our relationships because a lot of good people Mm -hmm. have done the wrong Wrong thing Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. their in the area of priority and devotion Ooh, this is good remember when the israelites went over to they were in egypt right Mm -hmm. and then god delivered them from egypt and then what he did was pharaoh And his men started chasing the Israelites once they got out of Egypt yes. and they got over into the promise where well, it got over into the wilderness. And God didn't just swallow up Pharaoh. Right. He made it to where it was impossible for them to ever go back because he made them go through the Red Sea. Yeah. The Red Sea was very deep. The Red Sea was very vast. The Red Sea was very wide. And God did a miracle for them. To get them out. We call it salvation and baptism. Right. God caused them to be saved, delivered from their bondage of the yeah. past. And then they went through the waters, which was baptism. Mm-hmm. But when he closed up the waters on Pharaoh and his men, he made it to where they should never go back. In other words, That's he killed. So good. He burned up every exit strategy. He burned up every uh, uh, contingency, con- plan, contingency like plan. He, he made sure that there was no way... Th- for them to go back. Mm-hmm. And and when we look at relationships, unless we have this in our heart, unless we work it out that I'm in this for the long haul. Ooh, yeah. You know, I'm not going to interview you and then all of a sudden go, oh, well, let me let me sign a prenup. You know, yeah, let me sign right. a way out. You know, let's let's uh let's, let's form in the beginning a way out. You know, yeah, let's let's uh do this marriage thing on a trial basis. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> you might not act right. Yeah, so the only way you're going to build relationship equity is that you must burn the rope. You must, you know, you must get away from the safety net and you must destroy it and say, I'm not going back. I'm in this for the long haul. And in in my heart, you know, unless it's adultery or, you know, you just beat my tail, I'm not going anywhere. You see what I'm saying? And that's the only thing that that God allowed for a man and a woman to. Yeah. Those are scriptural. Yeah. For a divorce, you Mm -hmm. know, you know, if it's infidelity, you can have a divorce. Uh, abandonment as well. Abandonment, you can have a divorce. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if someone is just literally just you know y'all are fighting and he's beating you or she's beating you, that's a that's grounds for a yeah. divorce because God wants Paul us to live in peace. Paul gave some uh, some instruction and he was basically saying that in a marriage you should be pursuing peace mm-hmm. and that before you even pursue peace in your marriage, you should be pursuing holiness with God. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like if you're not pursuing holiness with God, first of all, it's like you said about getting full on the trees. Mm-hmm. If you get full on the trees in the garden, you will not want the, the tree. Yeah. 
of yeah. the knowledge of good and evil. Mm-hmm. Well, if you get full on God's holiness, it's a lot that you can tolerate in your marriage. Mm. It's a lot that you can put up with. It's a lot that you can pull your husband or your wife out of mm-hmm. if you have a good relationship with God in mm-hmm. the first place. That's that's so and that's so true. Come on, keep a on. lot of people try to so be married good. without being married to God. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? When you're not married to God, your relationship is already subject to destruction. You preaching Remember, good. he said he was a jealous God. Yeah, and yeah. so I want to hit on the notes. Yeah, yeah. But if you have something you want to add to that, yeah, I'm, it's, it's, this goes along with the notes. Okay. Because the number one point here is these idols in our lives are good things which are out of balance and out of place. Out of balance and out of place. Now, the Israelites when they went over into the wilderness, when they didn't see Moses for forty days, they built an idol. Mm, Why did they right. build an idol? Because they felt like their leader abandoned them. <laughs> so what what this means is that we will tend to build idols out of things when we feel like when when we feel like our desires are not being fulfilled. So we'll get it somewhere else. We'll get it from something else. We'll get it from somewhere else. And and you have a lot of relationships that that are on the brink of divorce because of emotional idols. Mm, emotional idols. Now think about that. You have emotional idols. You have you have that young lady that's on the job that's paying more attention to you than your wife. You have that young man that's um, that's at the supermarket that compliments you every time you walk in the in the in the door. You have you, you see what I'm saying? So yeah. you have you have you have that drink that gives you that sense of relief mm-hmm. knowing that you're gonna have to deal with your children or knowing that you're oh, gonna have to yeah. deal with your spouse. Yeah, you know, I had a friend and she would unwind. Mm. And but I think it was the opposite. I think she'd get wound up, mm-hmm. but that's a whole nother story. Mm-hmm. She that's would funny. unwind <laughs> Once she would put her kids to bed at night mm-hmm. with a glass of wine mm-hmm. every night. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and somebody will say, well, what's wrong with a glass of wine? You know, here's the thing. I, I want to just address this. Then we're going to go to the notes. Drinking wine is not going to send you to hell. No, it's not. It will not send you to hell. And, and you know, you might say, well, well, if I do that, am I a bad person? No. No. No, you're yeah. not a bad person. Yeah. What it means is that anything that you put in the place of God, mm-hmm. if 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 God can't help you unwind, then the wine becomes your God. Mm-hmm. Now, hear what I just said. You know, if God's supposed to help you in everything. You know, I heard of a couple say, you know, we're Christians, but we like to take a drink every now and then. It helps us loosen up and we can have good sex. Well, God invented sex. <laughs> it's like, mm, are you depending on the wine more than you trusting in God? Come on. Yeah. He you can have sh- to ask the question. Yeah. He can show you how to have the best sex. And I know this is a morning broadcast and I know we're on live. This is so deep, y'all. But, but here's the things that we're talking <laughs> about. And this is real life because, you know, churches gloss over this kind of stuff. Oh my gosh. Y- yes. You know, nobody wants to talk about this, you know, but you got real families, you got real couples and, and, and people are just, just breaking up and losing their mind because they place <laughs> idols, things which seem to be good. Right. They, they placed it in the, in the wrong priority. Now, can we read this scripture right here in Exodus chapter 20, verse three? It says, thou shall have no other gods before me. 
Mm. Uh, we, it's a little G, by the way. Yeah, little G. We must decide what is most important to our lives. Prove those priorities in real ways and then prepare to protect those priorities for the rest of our days. Wow. That's what marriage is. Mm -hmm. Protecting the priority. Protecting your priorities for the rest of your days. Mm -hmm. I believe that's what we agreed to do. When you go back to the marriage vows, you say, I agree to protect my priority for the rest of my days. You stand before God. Mm Mm-hmm. And you make promises and you say, I choose to protect my priority yeah. for the as long as I got breath in my body. Well, what do we say? Through sickness or through Ooh. health? You know, and I don't like these words because, you know, I don't want to claim through sickness. good and bad. I don't want to claim sickness, sickness on anybody. And health yeah. as long. long as we both shall live. You know, we shall honor and obey. Yeah. <laughs> But, like who wrote these? But vows? the reason why those vows were made, I I believe, is to put it in the mind of the person making the vow mm-hmm. that we're going to protect the priority. Mm-hmm. I'm going to protect in real ways. I'm going to protect this relationship, and I'm going to build equity in this relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, this house when we first bought it, we bought it with equity. You know, right? Uh, but the longer we stay here, the more the equity grows. Mm. You know, the more of the investment it becomes. So yeah. so every relationship should become a good investment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number two. I noticed that we dip into blended families mm. on the next part. Yeah. And I think, you know, why, why, you know, you might say, well, why are y'all talking about the blended family in this? Wow. Well, because yeah. you see the biggest violations and the biggest idolatries in a blended family. Wow. And so, you know, you have this issue and, and here's one of the biggest issues when it comes to, uh, idols, we protect our priorities by not allowing lower priorities to supersede higher priorities. This is how you protect your marriage. Mm -hmm. You do not allow lower priorities Mm -hmm. to supersede your higher priorities. Mm-hmm. This is the biggest issue in marriage, and people don't even know it. Yeah, we our time is about up, but I wanna I wanna address this tomorrow. Yeah, let's talk about it tomorrow because this is a big old can of worms when you start peeling back the layers. Yeah. of priorities, especially when you start talking about the blended family. Well, I want to say this. Last night, I made a statement about how. Um, your children are a lower priority than your spouse. Uh, that just blew people's minds. And you can hear a pin drop in this in this place. You <laughs> because people don't people don't see that. You know, and I heard a guy say one time, he said, I never knew love until I had my first child. It's like, ooh. And he was married now. He was married. He said, but I never knew true love until I had my child. And, and that's I, like, so your wife, she's sitting there in the background going, Yeah. What what am I, a chop liver? Yeah, exactly. You know, what is this? Yeah. So I, you don't know real love with me. You just yeah. know real love. With, you just no, know you just know real love with your child. And it's like that's a slap in the face. Amen. Amen. That's a slap in the face. Yeah. Our time is up. You know, uh, we're gonna come back tomorrow and we're gonna talk about this. I pray you enjoyed this. Amen. I know I enjoyed talking about it. Uh, God wants you to build equity in your relationship. God wants you to have relationships that matter. Amen. And he also wants you to have proper priorities. So we're going to come back tomorrow. We're going to talk about the good 
priorities when it comes to the blended family. Amen. Uh, we love you today. God bless you. Let us speak a word over you. The, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. We declare shalom and blessings over your life. And we declare that Jesus is Lord and he's upholding all things by the word of his power. Be blessed. We love you. We'll see you next time. Have a great day. Amen.